This is HPR episode 2303 entitled, Caden Live Part 5 All About Audio. It is hosted by Gebs, and is about 15 minutes long, and carries a clean flag. The summary is, recording audio in Caden Live. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Again, HBR listeners, this is Geddes with you again with KDN Live Part 5 All About Audio. The topics included are a brief discussion about the changing role of the modern day video editor, audio recording and synchronization, best practices for a basic mix, and lastly, exporting. Traditionally, the film editing process was regimented and compartmentalized. The assistant editors helped organize footage. The editor cut the picture, the sound engineer mixed the soundtracks, and the music composer provided the score. In today's quickly evolving landscape of film production, these roles are becoming less clearly defined, and many of these tasks are falling upon the editor alone. And in the independent world, it's been this way for a very long time. The results are that the video editor is responsible more and more for the building of the final film from its disparate pieces, and consolidating the tasks in this way tends to quicken the post-production process and, of course, bring down costs. Unfortunately, since video editors have mostly been trained on video editing applications, they tend to try to perform all of those different tasks, clip organisation, dialogue editing, audio cleaning and soundtrack mixing in the one application that they are familiar with, their video editor. On GNU Linux, we have the principle of modularity and the well-known idea that a tool should do one thing and do it well. KDN Live hardly does just one thing and even if we were to broaden the idea of what one thing can mean, it would still be a difficult argument to make that you were ever meant to edit audio in a video editing application, open source or otherwise. In this article, we will discuss the different sources of audio, how to prepare it for editing, how to export it, optimize it, and finally re-import it. Audio recording and synchronization. Most cameras that you'll use will have some ability to capture sound but very rarely are the microphones embedded in the camera of very good quality or at a reasonable distance from the actors to capture good sound. There are three scenarios that have become prominent in how to deal with this. 1. Ignore the onboard mic and set up an external recording system. 2. Ignore the onboard mic and use an external mic recording into the camera. 3. Use the onboard mic. In the first case, you'll end up with separate audio files 
that you'll import from the external recording device, such as a Zoom H4 or similar. In the second case, you'll end up with audio embedded into the video file that you import from the camera. And in the third case, you'll still have embedded sound in the video file and you'll either use it as your only sound or you'll use it as a reference sound while you sync your external audio file to your video. If you did record to an external device, then you'll need to synchronize sound in your video editor. This is easier if you did get the reference sound via the onboard camera mic, and it is even easier if you actually bothered to slate each shot. Slating is one of those often overlooked parts of production that is probably the single most helpful thing you can do on set to aid in post-production. A slate can be simple. I find that a legal notepad, open brackets, like a tablet computer but made of trees, believe it or not, close brackets, and a Sharpie pen is perfect for the non-audible indication of what scene, shot and take the clip is about to contain. To give something to sync sound too easily, make sure that both the camera and the sound recording are rolling and then firmly clap your hands in clear view of the camera. This is a low budget version of a clapboard and frankly it has the exact same results. The only reason not to slate is because the shot is complex and there is literally no way to fit a slate in at the beginning of the shot. In this event, do a tail slate. That is the same thing, only at the end of the shot. It's customary to hold the notepad or clapboard or whatever upside down, just as a visual clue for the assistant editor or editor that this slate isn't indicating that the shot is just beginning, but that it's just ending. If you slate each shot, then synchronizing sound in your video editor is as simple as making sure that your audio files and video files have sane names. Open brackets. More on naming conventions in the final article of this series. Close brackets. Dragging them both into the timeline and lining up the loud sound of a clap in the audio track with the visual of that clap in the video track. Once it's synchronized, group the video and audio tracks together by selecting them both with your select tool. Right clicking on one track and choosing group clips. If your sound is starting out synchronized but is then falling out of sync or just won't sync at all then check the sample rate. If your KDN Life project setting is 44.1 kHz or 48 kHz but your sound files are recorded at 32 kHz or 22050 Hz or worse, then you might find that the audio simply isn't playing at the correct speed. It will gradually fall out of sync consistently regardless of how you move it or slice it. Best practice for a basic mix. Even though you will be taking your audio out to an external application for the final mix, the first draft of an audio mix happens within the video editor. The best way to make this happen is to stay organised with what tracks receive what kind of sound file. You should plan on having at least two audio tracks for dialogue, 
The first will be your default landing track for audio and the second you can use for overlapping dialogue which sometimes happens in your typical over-the-shoulder conversation scene. In addition to these, you'll probably realistically want a track or two for sound effects. While I don't want to do too much mixing in my video editor, I have to admit that sometimes when editing a cafe scene, it just helps to have a bed of cafe background noises to provide a little environment. Freesound.org is an excellent source for these kinds of effects. So I often download a few tracks and sound effects and drop them into my effects and folly tracks. Even if I end up not using those particular sound effects, at least they serve as good reference during the actual audio mix as to when the real versions of those effects should come in and when they should end. Think of it as a click track 2.0. And finally, you might want to designate a track for music or musical elements. Again, strictly speaking, this isn't something you should really be doing in a video editor. But then again, we are not editing for Cecil B. DeMille either. Modern editors frequently edit to music, and if nothing else, as with the effects, it will serve as a good indication of when the real music is supposed to come in, and when it should swell, and when it should be soft, and so on. Be sure not to mix different types of sound into the same tracks. Dialogue must stay with dialogue tracks, effects with effects tracks, and music in music tracks. If you do need to add a track and designate it as a third or fourth dialogue track, then do so. They're free, I promise. At some point during your edit, you should separate the audio from the video tracks if you are using any of the embedded sound streams that belong to a video track. By doing so, you ensure that all of your audio is consolidated into the correct tracks and it enables you to safely and securely mute all sound off the video tracks which you'll want to do if you are ignoring most of the embedded audio streams. Exporting The audio tracks for your project will not be exported for the final audio mix until you have declared picture lock, meaning that you've resolved that no changes to the sequence of images will be made or that if they are made then those changes will in no way require shortening of the audio tracks open brackets i.e. if you are swapping out one establishing shot for another for the same duration and will not require any change to audio close brackets once you are secure that your picture is locked then you can do a simple export via the render menu in KDN Live. Access this via the big red button in the main toolbar or via the project menu render. The project menu for destination choose audio only. Select the format and sample rate you wish to export to. It's best to stay with your current sample rate. Make sure your output file is going to a logical directory and has a sensible name. I usually place my audio tracks into a directory called Mix. You'll want to export each track as an individual file, so in your timeline mute all tracks but the first dialogue track, and then add it to the render queue by clicking the Render to File button on the lower left of the Render dialog box.
This starts processing in the background. So next you can mute the dialog track and unmute your next track. Name the output file and add it to your render queue. Then mute that track and unmute the next one and so on. In the end you'll have six audio tracks, assuming two dialogues, two effects and two music that are each the full length of your project file. There will probably be a lot of dead space in each since you may only have a sound effect every few minutes or so, or only one instance of music and so on. The important thing is that each track is self-contained, independent of the others, and all of them are exactly the same length as one another and as the video project itself. You, or your sound mixer, can then import the audio files into an audio mixing application. I've used Audacity, Ardor and Qtractor for the job, mostly depending on what the system I'm using happens to have installed, or what the complexity of the project demands. There's a little bit of expectation now that an audio mixing application will have the ability to import a video track so that audio can be mixed exactly along with the video. This certainly does help with sound cues or subtle sonic touches like noticing a passing aeroplane outside a window and dropping in a faint aeroplane sound effect and so on. At the time of this article, the Defracto audio mixers for Linux do not yet feature this ability out of the box. One solution is a click track. This is the time-honoured convention of having a spare audio track with either literal clicks or in my personal version of a click track, temporary sound effects that indicate when and where some significant event is supposed to occur. This, combined with a low-res temporary render of the movie that I can have open in Dragon or M-Player, allows me to easily manoeuvre my audio mix and to cross-reference the video as needed. So far, I've not missed an audio cue yet, and I feel that the absence of a constant video track helps me immerse myself in the sound design. The application Xjadio allows you to bind a video file to the jack transport, which is sort of a meta playhead that synchronizes various sound sources on a system. Jack is usually used by musicians, so that, for instance, the drum machine playing in hydrogen will come in at the right moment in a sequence, being designed in Ardor or Qtractor. Xjadio uses FFmpeg to play back a video in time, and accordingly stop or scrub, with your audio in any jack-aware audio mixer. Re-importing the mix, once your sound is mixed to your liking, you should export the sound as a complete mixdown. Obviously, you will keep the audio project itself in the event that you need to remix or change the language or the dialogue, i.e. for a dub track. But I see no reason to allow KDN Live to do any of the mixing by keeping the tracks separate. Before importing the final mix into my project, I generally save a copy of the project as, for instance, project name underscore mixed dot KDN Live. This I open in KDN Live and eliminate the unneeded audio tracks, mostly just to avoid silly mistakes but sometimes also to save system resources. Importing the final mix 
is as easy as adding a clip to the project tree and then dragging the final mix to a new audio track in the timeline starting at 00000000. You have now successfully made the round trip with your audio mix. And that's the end of KDN Live Part 5 All About Audio. Your comments and feedback are welcome. And this has been Geddes for Hacker Public Radio. And I'll speak to you again in the last part, Part 6. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.